Welcome. I welcome you to Ran Out of Talent Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. And you got Joe Jr. running the show. Me? I'm a man just trying to just rip up a couple freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything. Just get a hold of Junior or Joey and talk about it. But if you the ball on top, you're going to be going to talk about it. Welcome to a broken back edition of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr. And with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. Joey, so tell me, how would you mess your back up? Uh, I don't really know. To be honest, I don't know if it was home inflicted, if I lifted something at work wrong and effed up my back, or I don't know what the deal is here, but my back, it feels like uh, a knife being stabbed into my back. Yep. So, almost two weeks ago now, I was lifting, and I like to lift not meathead amounts of weight, but I like like I was maxing out deadlifting at 375 pounds. Yep. Not, it's medium, we'll call that medium heavy. I get it up. I feel a twinge, a small twinge, not a bad twinge, just a small twinge in my back. I put the weight down. I rack my weights. I go to jujitsu that night. And then I'm fine in jiu-jitsu, and then I wake up the next morning, and I am just in trouble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's been like that for almost two weeks now, since almost our last episode. So Have you gone to the chiropractor yet? So I've gone to the chiropractor, and I've gone to the doctor, and I've gone to hot yoga. <sighs> I set myself back a little bit because I'm doing well. I go to the chiropractor, all that. I'm feeling good. Thursday night, I tried to start my fist scale truck, brand new motor. And, well, I screwed up when I was put in my kill switch. Um, my ignition coil went down too low and started rubbing against the flywheel. So it gets stuck at top dead center. And I didn't know why it was happening. And I was trying to pull through it. And I hurt my back worse. Oh, no. So then Friday, I went to urgent care and got muscle relaxers. But now I'm learning this back pain thing, as I'm sure you're learning it the same way. It's a process. Like this morning... Uh, we were walking through Kohl's, doing clothes shopping for Joe 3 for school and Costco and all that crap. My back was seizing up and like making me jump like, you know, like it's an electrical shock going through your body. Mm-hmm. But like I was sitting there wrenching. Um, I grabbed Grant Olson's fist scale from his trailer from FTR and I'm rebuilding it for him and I'll be ready to go for the final round at FTR. Mm-hmm. Um, my back felt great. But then I went upstairs 
And I'm learning that just sitting still is the worst thing you can do. Rest is bad, Joey. Because, really? oh, dude, I sat for an hour and my back started to tighten right back up. So, this is, uh, this is the first time in probably a week that I've actually been able to sit down and I, I went to Walmart on the way home yeah. today on a heating pad. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different back problems. You could be dealing with something totally different than me. Mine is uh, muscle, and I it's like I'm a shark. I have to keep moving or I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, man, a lot of stuff has happened over the past two weeks. Um, so... I've raced, we've done the Ironman event at Southern. We did Sean's race at FTR. There is Aurora Nationals. What do you want to get into? Roll of dice. Well, since it's just finished up, let's talk about the Aurora Nationals. Let's do it. Man, I'll tell you what. So Clayton, I like Clayton a lot. And he owned that he made a mistake while setting the computer up. And I don't think he's going to make that mistake anymore. So when you create a new event, you're creating a new event under IFMAR rules because that's just what live time automatically goes to. Mm -hmm. So let's see here. Let's go to results. So next time, I think for like next year's one tenth scale Roar Nationals, I think he's going to copy this year's event. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he did the tiebreaker under if Mar rules. Ed, sorry for the yawn. So at first for. Oh, that's modified. I want 17.5. 17.5. He said Kyle go won the tiebreaker, but he didn't under Roar Rules. Doug Lavari, Doug L. Lavari. Yeah, uh, you're wrong too. But I've heard people say it right, and my mouth doesn't move like that. I'm a mush mouth. <laughs> but Doug L. ends up winning followed by Kyle Go, Talon Henley in third. But, man, Nate Sutherland, all the way down to Nate Sutherland fucking crushed it in four-wheel. Does it, I mean, a main at Aurora Nationals is awesome, but that would have been cool to see him get the double win. But, um, yeah, the tiebreaker is just that different to where, yeah, it, you know, it made a difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they should just, from here on out, instead of create a new event, copy last year's event and rename it. Simple. But it's just... So, Sean has taught me a lot about live time, and I've probably taught 
two things about live time to Sean. And then between me, Sean, and Corey, we can go back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth and figure things out to where if it's only one guy working live time, you can get it to work, but you do not know all the ins and outs. It's a simple program, but there is a lot to it. So, yeah. Also, there is a little controversy in A1 between Dakota Fend and Spencer Rivkin, but that always happens between them. Basically, Dakota got loose and Spencer hit him. That's what happened. It's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, there's... Dakota won anyways. Rivkin second, Brock third. It's funny, Brock is seven feet tall, so he's even on the low part of the podium, and he's just towering over everybody. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I, I, I still say, still say, Brock is going to win either two-wheel or four-wheel for the Worlds. I don't know which one, but yeah. Also, so did you know, I ain't know this till the Roar Nats, something popped up about it uh, from J Concepts. Chase Lemieux's a privateer. Oh, really? Uh, allegedly, he's not even sponsored by his dad's company. Oh, well, I'm sure he gets plenty, but he wears an x-ray shirt, but he's not on x-ray. But he was on Ty Tessman's ass in two-wheel, and he crushed Ty Tessman in four-wheel. Chase Lemieux ended up second in four-wheel. Spencer Rivkin won four-wheel. Chase Lemieux second. Brock Champlin third. So it just looked like um, the track looked like a blast. It really did. It did look like a really good track. So here's a question, and I've been wondering this, and we've pondered this on the podcast before, but I've said it before just to kind of piss people off and make them think a little bit. Clay racing's going to be going away. You know what I mean? It already has in Minnesota. It's gone in Minnesota. Here's the deal. When a clay track closes, it will not be replaced. Plain and simple. So, when does it become non-profitable for the tire companies to make clay tires? That is one of the big questions I've been pondering. So, I told you I got a new job in the office, like customer service, quoting, all that junk. And I've noticed something. And so let's say you order, we'll say washers. You order 1,000 washers. Your price for that is 100%. You order 5,000 washers. Your order for that is 90% of the cost of, you know, you get 10% off. Mm-hmm. And the discounts continue up to 10,000 parts. You get to 80% off. But now here's the kicker. Let's say you want to order 150 washers. The price almost doubles. 
So uh, I assume that product things like that is like that for a lot of companies, you know, production out there. The less you order, the more it costs. And, you know, how much is it worth it? True. So, but yeah, hold on. Um, God, I'm sorry. I was getting messages, but yeah, Nats looked fun. Mods fun on that track. Mod looked like it was a good time. Mm-hmm. So, um, la- yesterday we went to FTR. Dude, <sighs> my truck shot. I, it's so shot that I am now just chasing problems. Have oh, you, you mean worn out parts and all yeah, that yeah. Have you had a vehicle that, that's that shot ever? Mm-hmm. No, it sucks. Right now. Yeah. Well, like last week at Southern, I blew I blew the motor up, but that motor had seven gallons through it. The truck itself has nine gallons through it, but the motor had seven gallons through it. Oh man. So, and you get two and a half hours of runtime out of a gallon with the stock motor. It's just one of those things I was hoping it would make it to wintertime. But then I had an A-arm. I didn't do anything wrong. I was just going around that outside double. And then all of a sudden my A-arm just collapsed. It's like, huh, Okay. Oh, that's not supposed to happen. No, I had a Tony had a rough start, and I had about a half lap lead. I think Joe three and Dennis take team Tony and just took him out. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, I started TQ. I look back, and I'm gone, and they're all piled up. It's like, oh, looks like uh, looks like a normal thing that happens in all all scales of short course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but that it, it's just one of those things um my truck has so much runtime through it everybody's like well you just got that truck last year yeah i've been racing it every weekend in the summer as much as i can so she's been taking the beating yeah so let's go through results because that dude it was such a fun day yesterday it really was I heard. Yeah. Bummer you couldn't make it. Were you big car racing? Uh, not quite. Uh, I slept in till about 1030, and then after that got up, went to my dad's house, and worked on the race car. We had a unfortunate wreck last weekend. Oh, that sucks. Fucked up a lot of shit, so. Were you, is the frame straight? Yeah, we got kind of lucky that it was more cosmetic damage than it was. Yeah, well, that's damage. good. You know, where you like uh, a lot of a lot of bent bolt-ons. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of bad suspension. Uh, two shocks got bent up. Well, actually, one of the so on those they have two different adjusters. There's a compression adjuster. Yep, adjuster on the canister, and then there's a uh, rebound. Um. Um. What am I looking for? Dial 
on the uh, bottom. Yep. It hit so hard, it broke that shaft right off that dial. Oh, damn. Right rear shock. And then the left rear, it bent that shock into an L. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> well, that's not supposed to be like that. No, no. And then it bolted a bunch of four-bar brackets and J-bar mount, J-bar broke one of the underslungs off the car. So it's just unbolting and put new stuff on for a few hours. Pretty much. Eesh. Yeah, man. Um, no, FTR, though, it was a good time. I love that. I The last time there was a layout I disliked at FTR probably had to be at least seven years ago when he had that Dragon's back. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's been hitting it out of the park. I can't wait to see what he does with that uh, new mountain of dirt he got from the 510. That'll be interesting. I'm wondering, though, like, so it rained like crazy Friday at uh, FTR. Well, it rained like crazy all over. It's raining right now all over the state. But, uh, (laughs) sorry, my wife just sent me a text. It was pretty funny. But. If he adds in a clay mixture, will the track still soak up water in the same way? I got to imagine it would. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the only thought I had about it. But, yeah, we'll start with Fiscale. Swenson wins that one, followed by uh, Dennis Schmidt and Joe 3 took third. We'll go to Nitro Buggy A Main because, well, I had a back out, but I was pitting for both Kyle and Alec, but Alec had clutch problems immediately. So it's like the second you put the car down, it just shut off. Kind of bummed out for him because his car was working really well. But uh, Kyle Holmberg wins that one. And then you had a crazy-ass to-the-last-lap battle. Between Ben Humphrey, James Dolan, and Clayton Cartluca. Dude, it it was just back and forth between them guys the whole race. Ben Humphrey ended up in the number two spot, followed by James Dolan in the three. Was this uh, Nitro Buggy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, Truggy, Alan Smith won that one, followed by Kyle Quast and Bruce St. Ives. Um, E-Buggy, Kyle Holmberg wins that one, followed by Alan Smith and Clayton Kartluka. So, this is a good group of guys. Um, I'm bummed that the season's already almost over. That is true. It is. Let's hit Southern really quick, because... That was, last week was by far my most favorite race format that I've done in a while. Um, there it is. I'm trying to find, oh, all right. It was the Ironman event. So what we did was we had one round of seeding and then AAA mains, all mains counted. 
Yeah, so the results on the computer or on Lifetime aren't going to be accurate because uh, um, Lifetime only counts two of the mains. So actually, um, yeah, he couldn't make it count all three mains. He tried. So I want to say it's correct for... um, Fifth scale, Tom Paul won it, followed by Neil Vegalante, and then Joe Three took third. <sighs> Fucking Joe Three, dude. <laughs> that kid, he... It was down to the third main. They were all tied with all top... Because I was out, my motor was gone. So, the... Top three, there were five guys there, but the top three there were all tied in points. It was Joe three and the other two. And whoever won um, took the overall win. Joe three started out, and he was gone. In five minutes, he had three quarters of a lap lead. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden, his truck started flying off the track left and right. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, there's bugs. (laughs) I'm like, so what? Ignore them. Everybody's dealing with the same thing. I can't deal with... So he ended up third in that main. Um, Fucking bugs. I know. So for the main, for FTR, I doused him with bug spray. So the way the points work for the AAA main for eBuggy, Senior won that one, followed by Drew Dockett and Mark uh, Coaster. Uh, Senior took a win in two seconds because Drew broke out of one. In one of his races, he ended up like fourth or fifth. Mm -hmm. So Drew ended up second. Um, I think that'll be about it for them. But yeah, it's been a good couple weeks to race, and next week's going to be good. I hope um, if my back's better, I'm going to be going to South Dakota Slideways Club for their fair race next week. Hell yeah. But again, the inactivity thing, if my back is not solid, it doesn't have to be 100%, but it has to be solid. If it's not solid, I'm not going to spend four hours in the truck. Because 40 minutes to FTR screwed me up. So, anyway, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited. What are your racing plans? Uh, Not quite sure yet. Uh, I think there's talk um, next weekend... Probably go to Ogilvy. Okay. Do some big car racing over there. He was talking about going up to Superior on Friday, too. Gotcha. Well, you and, could. And you could. Stop. Well, are you talking Superior or Proctor? Superior. Okay. I was going to say, there, there's, there's an MNRC event in Duluth that weekend, too. I just don't go to Duluth. Yep, yep. Uh, Friday is Superior, and then Sunday is Proctor, and that's right next to LSRC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Lots of uh, things to do. 
Yeah, you, lots are, of things to do, but so much money to do all of them. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, I finally, uh, my raise showed up on my check, and I'm finally not drowning. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, my my head's above water by about a half inch right now. <laughs> hmm. Um, dude, I did not. Do you have much for notes? I don't really. I really haven't seen much. Well, I've seen a couple things, but before we get into notes, if you want a ran out of tail and t-shirt, I need a new one. Mine's stained with castor oil from Nitro Fuel. If you want a <laughs> yeah, if you want a ran out of tail and t-shirt, go to pwrmerch.com. Search for Ran Out of Talent in the search bar. Get a t-shirt or a coffee mug. Also, check out all the other cool stuff that Corey designed on that site. So, yeah, pwrmerch.com. Freaking A. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, watching Kyle's car. So, I was talking to Kyle and Clayton at the end of the last MNRC event. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, Seth is faster, but the only place where he was noticeably, like, insanely faster was the front chicane after the triple. Then, like, on Kyle, it was just, like, inches out of corners. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was faster, but it wasn't, like, crazy until they hit that chicane. Seth was hitting that full throttle. So Kyle and Clayton spent hours working on the setup for that car for the associated dude they did get it good they really got that car good yeah clayton told me he put in some some work to that thing it looks serious they're screwing around with the gears between the ltc and htc gears Mm-hmm. So they got a formula. If they put in the HTC gears, it's X-Oiled, LTC gears, Y-Oil. Yep. So, yeah, I would definitely, if you are you have an associated buggy, talk to Kyle. See what he's doing. Because he's Thanks. got, there's a definitely, I've never thought about changing the internals of diff gears. Yeah, it's just not something you'd really ever think of doing. No. But he's doing it, and I'm, I've saw, I saw the difference because between rounds one, two, and the mains, because he was screwing with them between every race. Mm-hmm. And I saw there is a difference. It's not just a little thing. There's there's a definite difference. So, yeah. Um, so if Mar, they confirm the world's in Brazil. Ooh. Um, you going? No. <laughs> so, um, when UFC fighters are not allowed out of um the fighter hotel without massive loads of security, you MMA fighters in the UFC, top of the world. They're not allowed to, out of the fighter hotels. Um, it's not for me. I suppose everybody and their mother try and get the fighter attempt to fight them. No, it's not fighting. People are, do they're going nuts with guns. Oh no, it's good, huh? So, 
Okay, here's an example. The Worlds are going to be held in uh, Sao Paulo. Okay. Yep. So one of the most famous jiu-jitsu world championships. His name was uh, Lindro Lowe. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was... He was sitting in a club getting bottle service because when you're a Brazilian world champion in Brazil, you actually get paid, paid, paid. He's not like a, a Michael Jordan down there, but let's say he's like Tony Stewart level of fame. Okay. Okay. So... He's in his corner in his VIP table with a bunch of girls, and then all of a sudden this drunk asshole comes over, starts talking shit, starts drinking out of these expensive bottles from the bottle. So the guy got upset, took him down, and just held him in mount until the guy calmed down, and he's like, are you good? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy gets up. Oh, by the way. This was a Sao Paulo police officer. The the guy who who I'm talking that committed this murder was a Sao Paulo police officer. He gets up, goes to the trunk of his car, shoots him in the head twice, kicks him to make sure he's dead and spits on him. And guess what? He never went. He was never arrested. Everybody knows who it is. So, I know, uh, Keenan and I, I, I love Keenan, but we're both on different sides of the fence. Keenan calls it fear-mongering. When something like that happens, so that would literally be the equivalent of Tony Stewart getting shot in the head in an Iowa nightclub. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's it's just I don't know, man. That's fucked up. It's beyond. Um, but you know, I bet you the track is in like um, a not rural, but I bet it's in a smaller area, and I bet the hotels are nice. But big city like Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro. Big city equals big problems. And that's everywhere. Like, Minneapolis is the biggest city in Minnesota, and I fucking hate Minneapolis. Well, I don't hate Minneapolis. I want to, I've, no, I'm just, I like to visit Minneapolis sometimes. You wouldn't wouldn't just go out of your way to go down there for fun. Well. Down there, you're going down there for a reason. Yeah, I, like, um. Some of the best comedy shows I've seen have been in Minneapolis. Stuff like that. Yep. But I'm not going to go down there and hang out in Loring Park, even though nothing bad would happen in Loring Park, but I would not go down there. I wouldn't go down there and hang out in downtown. It's just not nice. So, yeah, that's going to suck. Because there will be top drivers there will be a bunch of people on that top 25 list that will not be going to brazil i don't doubt it at all yeah so 
Um, buddy, you you know him because he's raced at the five. Jeremiah Lucas Savitz. Yes, sir. He sends me a ton of stuff all the time. Do you know at a bar? I'm trying to look it up right now. It's a bar in Bridge City. It's it's far away from our area, but it's like bar restaurant in Bridge City. They have uh, oval racing. Yep. I thought that was really interesting. That's right down the road from uh, Hoosier. Oh, is it? Yep. Have Me you been Frank there? Talking about that today. Okay. Oh man, it looks like a good time. It definitely does. And I'm gonna get a couple of Midwest modifieds rolling here soon. You better. Yeah, I. I'm gonna. It's just. Um, next paycheck, I got to get, um, motors for the season. So yep. that's next in line. It, it, it's just, and then hopefully I can chill out for a while on buying expensive shit and then build some nice Midwest mods. Hell yeah. Jason White has one for Joe three actually that would work really well. Oh really? Yeah. Because uh, for a while, uh, before Toy Box went to AstroTurf, in the summertime, they did Oval. Yep, they did that for a year. Yeah, so. All right, and the last thing I got, um, Jason Snyder um, built an automatic uh, tire gluing machine that he's going to be selling. I saw that. Now. What would your price tag be on that to where you'd be like, I would buy that? (sighs) That's a loaded question. So for a manual one, you're paying up to $85. I think that race form one, yeah, the race form one, isn't that $85? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I like the race form one, but then I was... um, I did a whole bunch of tires upstairs while watching TV, and then I was bringing it back down to my RC room. My daughter's dumbass cat tripped me. I dropped it, and the stem broke, so I just got mad and threw the whole thing away. Oh. And then I realized, oh, I probably could have gotten a new stem after oh. after it was, like, gone to the dump. Mm-hmm. So, what would you pay? Well... I don't know. An automatic tire. I mean, that's probably go. Mm. Mm. Oh, the race form won $65. I'd say probably, I don't know, 500 bucks maybe. Yeah, you're a little higher than me, but I was thinking about 350 There's some guys out there speculating it'll be 1000 to 1500 to where... Oh, you're on camera. Yeah, I nice. just Yeah. No, my uh my camera, I got um like right in front of me. My camera's not right in front of me. Hold on. I kind of wonder where my camera is. But I have a Nikon Z30. Um, sorry, I'm making rustling. And then I have uh one of those um rings, those um color light rings. Yep. 
So, and I just haven't been able to get it set up. And I was going to, I was literally, when I saw that camera, it's like, I'd like to work on it. And literally you sent me that picture. It's like, oh, I'll work on mine. And then my back started twinging like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm doing nothing. Uh, but I wasn't doing nothing. So I tried moving as much as humanly possible last night before bed. And I was fine before bed. But this morning, Beth had to put my socks on. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Has Olivia had to put your socks on yet? No, not yet. But she's been, today has been the worst day. And I think she's starting to realize that ever so slowly. I think that it gets, I think with back pain, what I've been realizing is it gets way, way, way worse before it gets better. That is true. I don't know. Um, let's get into questions. Maybe I'll have time to do Grant's uh, shocks before I go to bed, and then his front clip will be all the way done. So I was working on Grant's truck. You know, Grant probably got a deal from who he bought it from and he never really did anything with it what upsets me is the person he bought it from i'm not going to name his name but worked at uh at the time was a pretty big local hobby shop and with this hack bullshit wrenching that this guy did and he worked at a hobby shop Oh, no. That just makes me so sad. He worked at a hobby shop working on people's stuff and selling people's stuff. I doubt you know the person. I'm not going to name names, but it's like, oh, what man. What hobby shop do you know? Yeah, King Kong. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So Grant, you know, he never really looked at the... He, Grant tried running it, but I think uh, he... Uh, the person put the wrong voltage regulator in for the servo and grant was blowing up batteries which is not good so that's gonna be i'm gonna go through the entire thing and the only thing i'm gonna charge grant for is a battery and if i can't get that voltage regulator to work a different voltage regulator but other than that, I'm happy to go through the whole damn thing. So, oh, and the steering was locked up, and the diff had zero fluid in the front. Yeah, it was gnarly. Um, Doug Reek is wondering what are my what's our racing plans for the winter? So for me, it's the toy box. Ah, stupid things. Um. So Saturday's Toy Box and Dollar Hobbies for the series and Hobby Farm. Fridays, if I have them open, I'll hit MMR here and there. And I will be announcing Fridays at Dollar Hobbies. What about you? Huh? You're doing that again this year? Yeah. Fridays is fine. I'm just not going to do their Saturday events. Mm. So... Uh, me for this year, probably big time oval racing at, uh, the hobby farm. Yeah. And then if I end up getting a off-road car again, I'll, uh, I'll run at the toy box. Cool. And trackside and Omaha. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that's funny. Brett Algren just asked a question under that post I shared from uh, Raw Speed. He goes, uh, when will the automatic shock oil dispenser arrive? It's like, you know what? That's a damn good idea. <laughs> that is. I just, it's like my hand hurts squeezing that bottle after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam, is it Ling or Linge? I should ask him. It's Linge. Linge. With Dollar getting new carpet, do you think the black carpet is the way to go for both on and off-road, or should the gray carpet be used for off-road again? So that's the first question. I think that the black carpet would be better because the gray stuff was so inconsistent, and it created a shit ton of fuzz, and that's no fun. Um, what they're going to do also is they're going to take some of the old carpet and resurface all the jumps with the old black carpet. That will be a massive improvement. And he's wondering, on the fist scale breaking parts, do you think it is just too heavy to do what it's capable of without breaking or design? Cam, my truck is worn out, and that's why shit's breaking. I have a cracked rear arm right now. I, it's funny, I go out there, I saw the cracked arm before race number two. And then all of a sudden, my truck wouldn't start for race number two. So I forgot about it. What happened, though, was I just followed up a spark plug because I'm breaking in a new motor and those spark plugs are sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I'm about ready to go out for the main, and I look, I'm like, oh, shit, that rear arm's still cracked. I'm like, well, I hope it'll hang on. And then the front arm broke. It's like, damn it. Motherfucker. It is. Cam, my truck's just worn out. I was looking online. There's this, I think, European company. There, It's popular in Europe. They have several European championships. They're called MCD. And there is a United States distributor for it. And they have the Mac Daddy of all trucks with all the hop-ups. It's probably about 10 pounds lighter than the Lozy. $2,600 for the roller. <laughs> I can never do that. Hell no. But it's so sweet looking. It's so sweet looking. If I ever get a good bonus, maybe. Like. But the thing is, though, to do that, I would have to hide whatever money I got. And you can't hide a bonus when your wife does the taxes. You cannot. So, no, it's just truck shot in this winter. I'm probably going to spend about $800 rebuilding it. Oh, man. Because I don't want, because they only come ready to run. And a ready to run truck, $1,600. Holy shit. Yeah, it's got mostly. So the way we run it now, so I would be throwing away the pipe, the clutch, um, the servos. And then, yeah, I could have a fresh truck replacing those things too. So. 
if I really wish they made a roll, they did at one point make a rolling chassis, and it was a thousand bucks for the kit, and I would prefer that because that other then you can throw your own stuff on it. What was that? I said then you could throw your own stuff on it. Yeah, I think if I were to do it again, though, I don't think I would go four S. I don't think I would. That's it cost a lot of money, a lot of extra money to do it. It costs about an extra $170 to do it. Plus, my throttle servo cost $250 because I kept it all 4S. But now, like what Tony Swenson's doing and what I did with Joe 3 is they're running this um, $45 Amazon servo. Uh, for the throttle, it pushes a thousand foot pounds of torque or ounces, not foot pounds, a thousand ounces of torque, which is over double. It's one and a half times of what the stock throttle servo does. And just um, a $250 steering servo, and they just leave it on 2S. And there's no special BEC controller or none of that bullshit. So, yeah. And then he's also wondering with uh, 510 and Thunder closing is, oh crap, I cut that question off. Why did I cut that question off? I screenshot all the questions. So hold on one second. I'm going to get back to it. He goes, um, oh, there's a lot more. With 510 and Thunder closing, is Dollar or Toy Box going to have any issue with race programs being longer or being able to have spots for everyone? Or do you think Hobby Farm will absorb some of the racers? I think we'll never see... I think we'll never see 75% of Thunder's group because they were all west of St. Cloud. And I think a good chunk of the 510 group will either quit or do Omaha only. I think the Toy Box will absorb a lot and the Hobby Farm will. I, I think everybody will absorb a lot. But I think a good majority of the racers from them two tracks will just either go away or race out of state. What are your thoughts? Uh, pretty much the same thing as you. I think Hobby Farm is going to pick up quite a bit this year. Uh, Toy Box will pick up quite a bit more too. Dude, uh, Hobby Farm picked up a shit ton last year. Oh, yeah, they did. I mean, they're looking at 85 entries towards the end of the year. They're, uh, a couple of winters ago. Well, I shouldn't say a couple of fuck. This is probably five, six years ago. They capped out one year at 115. Nice. And he's got high hopes that he'll hit that a couple times this year. Oh, I'm sure he will. And also, I asked Jace, I go, I asked him the question yesterday, too. I go, so what's going to happen? He goes, just please don't say that. <laughs> uh, Jason's like, I think we'll be okay, but please don't. Because I, I said, you better start expanding now. He goes, I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a conversation with Gary about that the other day. Yeah. Um, about getting a couple of those pit tables from the 510, but obviously they were all taken by the time he had messaged Sean about it. But Thunder Road might have a couple. I did not think of that. Yeah, Thunder Road might still, well, or he might have just, like he, uh, 
So nobody took the driver's stand, so Brian just ripped it apart. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, more questions. Some may not like the thought of racing carpet or Astro, but both are great alternatives to dirt. When tracks close, I feel it hints to the fact that we need to support places that race that are still around. What advice or messages would you give diehard indoor clay or dirt racers? Look, you can't. Beggars can't be choosers. Well, like the Sovacools is a great example. Um, they race pro four and mini triggy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There is no pro four mini truggy on AstroTurf or carpet. We kind of had a little mini truggy last year at um, at Thunder, but it, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It just it's not a carpet class, and neither is pro four. And here's the deal. I'll say this. You cannot take a car with the dirts and people be like, oh, bullshit, I've done it all the time. You're not doing it right. You can't take a car set up for dirt and put it on the clay or astro or on the carpet or astroturf. You need a gear diff. You need sway bars. I mean, it... I'm not making fun of anybody for this, but you'd be shocked on how many people try to run their two-wheel drive buggy at 19-millimeter ride height because Mm -hmm. that's what they do on the clay. You know, it's 14 millimeters, and it's 11 millimeters for the four-wheel. Right. So it's just one of those things. You just need to 100%. If you don't have a car 100% set up, you're not going to have a good time. So that's why I'd recommend talk to talk to fast. You know, it's like Chad Neiman. His shit was awesome. Maluli's shit was awesome. Tor's shit was awesome. You know, talk to those guys. Talk to Holmberg. Um, talk to the uh, Mickelsons. There, there's a ton of guys. Caden Voss. You know, all their stuff was great. All of them. My stuff was great, but... So my stuff was weird. So I set my car up for Thunder Road's blown ass out carpet. Mm -hmm. Because their carpet was so blown out that my setup worked for the toy box also because Jay Con tires have a little less grip and I need a little bit more grip. Yep. At the toy. But if you're running, um, if you're running a Schumacher tire, which most people are, my setup will not work at all. So it's funny. So I took my car off at Thunder Road one week. Then the next week I was announcing a dollar. I put my car down on. A green track is like Tor was on and a couple other people were on it. My car handled very well at Thunder Road. It violently traction rolled a dollar. That was the difference. And dollar was green. That was the difference in the grip level. Yeah. Um, What else does he have? Um, 
How about 10 scale nationals? Track looked phenomenal, but uh, racing on sanded down tires just ne- still never grabs me. I don't think they're racing on. Well, they might be. Roar might still have that dumbass rule to where it says you got to see tread. Do you think they do? Running slicks. Were they running slicks? I think so. Are you sure? I could have sworn I seen a couple pictures that guys had slicks on. Actually, you know what? I'll look right now. Yeah, I was going to say they could have sanded them down to ghost treads. Because I remember, I want to say it was, I forget what year Andrew went to. Andrew went to a clay national. Yeah, those are slicks. So they're running slicks. Andrew went to a clay national with um, Doug Ostet. And they were sanded down tires at a clay national, but they had to be very, very... I remember talking to Doug. He's like, you got to be very, very, very careful. Leave a little tread or they'll not let you run. Mm-hmm. I think they changed that rule. So, anyways, yeah. I think that's all Cam had. Which Cam always has good questions. He's always got something for us. Yeah. We ought to give him an award. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah is wondering, uh, about, oh, Gary has been humoring the idea of indoor loose dirt off-road track. Wonderful thought. I'm of anything you say is not going to offend him because me and him had this conversation. The only thing that will work on a loose track is an R, the team associated RTR RB10. If That'd you, be kind of badass, though, to get a... Yeah, rear motor cars fucking rule. The way they drive, mid-motor cars, head and shoulders above faster when there's grip. Loose dirt, that RB10, put a bunch of factory team parts on it, and it would rock. Because it's, I think it's just a B5 rear motor. I think. I know the... Oval car is. You can't tell me this looks like fun. Yeah, that looks like fun. That's Will Britton's car he just showed me. Yep, that is Will Britton's car. Yeah, but um, you're either going to have to have, well, I don't know. I can't say. You know what I say about Gary? Take the temperature of the room. Just don't do something. Because I've seen people try, they think they have this wonderful, wonderful idea. And it might be okay, but it fails tremendously because we won't get together as a group and do it. So, oh, man. And then um, Jeff answering Cam's questions because Jeff answers questions. <laughs> Tyler Lumen is wondering thoughts on the new Reedy SP5 motor. I have not bought it yet, but I heard it's comparable to the R1, and that's what you want to be compared to. Those R1s are stellar. Yeah. They're like TSR five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Choban's wondering, Roar Leadership seems to be making changes what do you think they should 
do to incentivize tracks and racers to become members again? I would like to see them promote races and offer tech equipment for our local big races and maybe a pool of handout motor motors members tracks can ask assist for special events. What do you think about paid races being a thing like they are in drag racing? Does it create a shitstorm or bring in the racers? What does 10K to race win look like? All right. Oh. Go for it. Oh. <laughs> you bring in a $10,000 to win race. You're going to get people coming from everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's under the questions, Joey. The text you just sent. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Um, so $10,000, let's say 10000 So the reason Roar wants to open up the money rule, it's not so Roar can pay people. It's so they can allow aiming hobbies to come in and sponsor an event and have them pay 10k to the winner or whoever you know fucking jim bob's bearing lube they want to sponsor an aurora event and give 10 grand purse or whatever that's why they're looking at changing that rule now the reason why why it will work instead of drag racing. They fucked up with drag racing. Um, we talked about how screwed up no prep is and from where it started and where it is now. And with Roar, there is not nearly as many gray zones. Like if you try to go with one of those screwed up 10,000 milliamp brick 2S packs, they would laugh you out of the tech line so fast. I I think that the rules are tight enough to be able to do it. Now, if you had a money race, you would need a very experienced referee. Because oh, Absolutely, if the race, let's say, so you you know when a race director, you can hear him calling out the battle between 4th and 5th. So let's say a race director is calling out the battle between 4th and 5th, but I'm a corner and a half behind the winner, the leader, and they're not looking, and there's $10,000 on the line. I'm going to blast that son of a bitch and I'm going to fist fight him at the bottom of the driver's stand to take my money. <laughs> so you'd need a referee because I like money. And when money's involved, I'd like to say I'm a bigger man, but I'm not at all. What's that The from the movie Idiocracy? Tim just go, I like money. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. That's a masterpiece. Um, also, he's wondering about changes. You know? What kind of changes? Well, the so they've been putting, like, the notes from the monthly meetings every month. 
That was never done before. And they're talking about the little changes and tweaks they're making. And then Clayton Young had the balls to go and say it was my mistake that screwed up the results for this one. That takes guts. You would have never seen it out of that Chuck Kling fuckers, whatever his name was. Never would have seen that out of him. He would have hid behind, I don't know who he would have hid behind. Somebody. Yeah. But, dude, Roar is, and people are under the Roar post saying, oh, Roar's gone to shit, blah, 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 blah. No, he made a mistake. And as a race director, I've made a hundred of them. And everybody's everybody who set up a computer more than one time for a race has made a hundred mistakes. It just happened to be at a national level, and he fixed it, and he owned up to it. I want to say the biggest thing he did was he fixed it, and the second biggest thing he did was he owned up to it. So, thanks, guts. Yeah, sure does. So I think Roar is actually in a good direction, and I think a point system like um, uh, Clayton or not Clayton. What am I saying, Clayton? Um, um, Chase Ehrlich. He brought this up on. Uh, he does the podcast uh, Wheel and Trigger with uh, Densford from Beach. Mm-hmm. And he brought up the point. I'm like, duh. Because I race BMX too. The second you want to race a BMX bike, there is no unorganized BMX racing. You became a member of ABA BMX the second you stepped into a track. The second. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. And if you didn't like that initial... When I was a kid, it was $35 per year per class. So I ran 20-inch and I ran cruiser, so it was $70 a year. I think Roar is just $40 straight across. So you just spend all this money and you can't shell out another 40 bucks. But it would be cool if Roar had... So Minnesota was broken up into four or five regions. Like I was in, me and Jason Chenard, for a good example, we were in MNO1. And guys that were in the southern part of the state were like MNO2. And then as that, you know, it just went like that. And then manually, this was right before they started doing it through email eventually, but manually, and this is where the track owners come in, the track owners would send the results to the ABA and they would calculate them. And every month we would get a magazine from the ABA with everybody's ranking in it, in that region. And guess what? There were way more people racing BMX bikes than there were racing RC cars. 
The only problem with that is, with that, there were two classes. And regardless of your ranking, you were either in 20-inch or cruiser. You could be novice, earning novice points. Or you could be a pro, or expert, a pro, or double A pro, earning those points, and you'd still all be in the same bracket. But now you got half dozen classes with RC. That's the only thing I could see you running people running into. But you know, that's an idea, and all it is is it's. Liability insurance for the track. The track has to be a Roar member, and the uh, the Roar me- and the racer has to be a Roar member, and it's liability insurance, and you know there's other little things, but I don't know, man. I think it would just be a good idea. I think it'd be a good idea for all the track owners just to require it. Can't put down an extra forty bucks. I mean, you're too poor to race. Pretty much. So I don't want to be a dick about it, but man. Greg uh, Fettelman is wondering, pretty bummed about 510 options, and is switching to carpet a big deal? Things to know about switching to carpet or turf. Like I said, put in a full setup in your car. Don't just kind of do it. Don't just leave a ball diff in your car. Don't leave dirt springs on your car, you know? You have to, well, actually the rear springs for AstroTurf are probably pretty similar to dirt, but, you know, you have to change your setup totally, but you could use the same car. Um, yeah, change your setup, talk to the local guys, um, get proper tires. It is a bummer the 510 closed, and it's a bummer that, do you see, still hasn't put up a sorry we're closed under the deal? Under the Facebook page? He, uh, he might have got rid of the 510 Facebook page. No, it's still up. Well, I know it's still up, but he might just said fucking whatever. Well, I mean, you can't... Unless you pass off admin duties, the page is years into... Like, I had the Super Saturday Electric Series, and I got so fucking sick and tired of people asking me to bring it back. And this is what... I wish I wouldn't have done because there were so many cool pictures. Um, I just deleted the page because I couldn't give up admin duties. Well, I could have, but but I lost so many cool pictures. But yeah, the last message is from April 20th. So, But yeah, talk to the local fast guys. Um... Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Oh. Sorry. Something came up. It wasn't RC related. I got to keep this. Um, Get back into questions. That was my notes. Yep. So, like I said, just find a good setup. And it's different. It is. Um, Alan Smith is wondering drivers running up and down the stairs on the driver's stand with multiple flame outs while a main is running. This is super distracting to others who are in intense battles. If a driver leaves the driver's stand, they should not be allowed to return. 
I agree. In the heat of the battle, I've been up and down a couple times myself. But I, I, I know what he means. There were a couple people yesterday that were just a bit out of tune and their stuff wasn't running for the main and they were up and down a bunch and, you know, the driver stand's getting shaky these days at FTR. So, yeah. Well, we got a couple more. Danny Bartholomew, but yeah, I agree with Alan. You, we should remind ourselves just to sit back. It's over. Danny. I could see, I could see one, you know, one time up and down, but like three or four. Yeah, exactly. After one, it's done. Danny Bartholomew says Michael McDowell won the NASCAR race at Indianapolis with Horizon. Hobby is a title sponsor on the car. Big deal or no? <sighs> no. I hate to say it, but no. Like, have you ever bought? I stopped watching NASCAR. I'd say I'd say about 2016 when they started doing stage races. I'm like I'm out. I hated the shit. Don't get me wrong. I love the playoff, the initial couple things of the playoffs, but they kept tweaking it into it was like the top 10 made the playoffs and then Tony Stewart didn't make the playoffs one year, and then he won a bunch of races. Like, I want to say he won like three or four races during the chase, and they're like, holy shit, Tony Stewart would have ran away with this points if he was allowed in it. So then they made it 12, and then they made it 16, and then they made an elimination. And then all of a sudden they said, stage races. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking out. <laughs> It's like, this is too much, too much. Mm -hmm. I was a huge NASCAR fan from like 2002 to 2016. I watched practice. I watched qualifying. I watched the race from beginning to end. I made sure I watched a good chunk of the truck race. I made sure I watched a good chunk of the Xfinity race. But I'll tell you what. I never went to Lowe's because of Jimmy Johnson's race car. Mm -hmm. To me, a sponsored... Cool, you paid $30 million a year to sponsor that car. I don't give two shits. Them driving around... There are hardcore fans that, like, Dale Jr., when he was the number eight Budweiser, oh, man, there were so many Dale Jr. nut riders when I start got into it because, you know, his dad just died and all that stuff. But there's just like, yeah, Budweiser, red, white, and blue, do it for Dale. I'm like, I mean, he's all right, I guess. I mean, he's a great plate racer, but he wasn't. He wasn't you know, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People grab a hold of who they're a fan of. and But anyways, Horizon, eh. What would have been cool, and I did not see what would have been cool in Victory Lane if they would have thrown up, like, a Lozy car. That would have been a 
perfect spot to put like a Arma Creighton 8S and like a 5T 2.0 on the hood of the car. Because in victory lane, because I'm sure, do you, do you remember that uh, clip that went viral on TikTok? But I remember seeing this live. This was in like the mid 2000. Chad Canales goes, hey, if you win this race, you have to crack up the rear end during your burnout. Jimmy's like, really? Chad goes, yeah, just a little bit, though. Crack up the rear end. Jimmy's like, okay. So if they threw like a 5T and a Creighton 8S on the hood of the car and the roof of the car, I'm sure they could have plausible deniability when they don't pass templates. You've seen the cage of doom at NASCAR, haven't you? Yes, yes, I have. Your car has to fit in like... 30 points or you get like big fines yep so yeah it would be cool if they would have done something like that but i doubt they did he probably spared i'd like to thank my sponsor horizon hobbies and uh that's about all you're gonna get out of it and everybody's like who the fuck is horizon hobbies (laughs) i would love for it to be a bigger deal fuck yeah Justin Dawkins was wondering, first Moto X race at Southern, how many will show up, you think? Oh, I know Tony Swenson's bringing his. Justin got his, or Drew got his working fairly well. Um, <laughs> fucking yeah. Uh, I got a shower and go to bed soon. Mm. Um, Drew got his working well. The biggest problem with those bikes that I've seen firsthand is when you're going around a corner, the gyro is constantly fighting itself. It's like, I wish you could turn down like the percentage of the gyro being used. Because when you're laying it down around a 180, if you could, if it let you actually make the corner, it wouldn't be bad. But what it's doing is it's turning and then it's popping up and turning and popping up because it's a gyro fighting it constantly. Um, I hope to see a few, cause that would be fun. And then, you know what? You get a big group of them together. I bet you guys could figure this shit out. Hell yeah. I bet you could. Uh, Jeff Choban, last one from Choban said, since Al Smith brought up a point about etiquette, should Marshall's fix cars? Jeff says, no. I put a broken car down off the race line and focus on marshalling. Well, it depends. If it's a front ball cup to the camber link, like, do it. If you can't do that quick, you shouldn't be wrenching on an RC car. Although I've seen cars that have insanely tight ball cups, it's like, how did they pop off? If you can do that, or let's say somebody has weak Velcro and you can pop a body on. Yeah, okay. But what bothers me is a guy that picks up a car and looks it over for like 10 or 15 seconds trying to be a hero. Then it's over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There is definitely gray area and sliding scale in that scenario. But if it's not something quick, if it's not that quick ball cup, then Put it down and leave it. So, anyways, yeah, that should be the podcast. We went for an hour and 15. 
I was dealing with technical issues at the start, but I got it figured out. Hell yeah. Well, um, so I record on, I recorded the audio on audacity and I turned it on after it updated. And this thing was redlining like crazy. And it's like, my levels were normal and it's just, it was like clipping. It was redlining. And it's like, oh, oh had to change that. So, yep. anyways, uh, yeah, hope to see y'all at the track. And until next time, I'm Joe Zer Jr. And with me is Joey Fitzsimmons. And we've ran out of talent. See you later. <laughs>